Do you ever reflect back on how far you've come? Perhaps you have accomplished great things or maybe even took time to rest and recover. Most of us don't stay stagnant. We stretch, we grow, we move forward in our life and our goals. And with that said, I was inspired to start what I like to call the Vintage Series, where looking back to season one to rebroadcast my guest that you may not have heard of yet. So stay tuned for today's episode for Vintage Jeff Volpis and of course Vintage Me, Shay Sparks, because I know I have changed, evolved, and grown as a host too. And then watch out for future episodes where we catch up with these amazing people and see where they are now. Feel free to reach out to me with the, to tell me your most memorable guest from the podcast. I would love to connect with you. You can connect with me on my website at shaysparks.com and message me on all the social media platforms. Looking forward to hearing from you. Yo, what's up, everyone? This is Joe Bogdan from the Llama Leadership Team and co-host of the Llama Lounge Podcast. And I wanted to share with you this amazing opportunity to become a published author and become a fire starter. Does the thought of collaborating and connecting with a diverse group of creative thought leaders appeal to you? Well, it did to me. And joining the Firestarters Book Project was an amazingly easy and fun way to get my feet wet in the published author space. Shay and Christine made it so easy to navigate through the publishing realm and gave me the blessed opportunity to share my story with the world, and they would love to do the same for you. They are seeking aspiring authors like you to collaborate with them, and the best part is that they are going to do all of the hard work for you. All you have to do is commit to the process. You have nothing to lose and so much to gain. So join the team by visiting firestartersbookproject.com and tell them Joe sent you. It will change your life for the better, I promise. Welcome to the Power of Investing in People podcast. Today, our guest is the amazing Jeff Volpis. How are you doing today, Jeff? Great. How about you? Good. Thanks for being on the show. My pleasure. So for those of you who don't know, Jeff is a mind fitness coach and also an ambassador for the global company called Life Vantage. The experiences and memories of his childhood are what really fuel his fire for success. Having to live in the survival mentality started at a very young age. He developed severe PTSD, anxiety, and recalls that through his earliest mentors, whom he watched on TV, were professional wrestlers that got him through, specifically Hulk Hogan. Sports like football, baseball, weight training, basketball, and track also equipped him with the necessary life skills to thrive not just survive, and equipping him with razor-sharp skills in teamwork, mental agility, and intense problem-solving. Jeff obtained a certification through the Tim Grover's coaching program called The Relentless System. He has followed and studied with coaching giants such as Grant Cardone, Ed Milet, Tony Rylands, and along with many others for several years. He also follows and trains with Mel Chauncey, Shanna Ferrigno, Miyoko Taylor, and Tribly Saldana, who have become close mentors and friends. Jeff is a true example that no matter where you come from, your mind can and will determine where you're going, which is why he believes mind fitness is the first step in achieving and leading a peerless performance. Jeff teaches you how to retrain your mind in order to renew, equip, and strengthen it. 
You will learn to reshape and tone your thoughts, carve your path to greatness to be the best version of yourself, to be peerless. Wow, what an amazing bio there, Jeff. Seems like you've accomplished a lot. I try. That's awesome. So tell us, what does investing in people mean to you? Wow, it means everything to me because everything that I've been through, I feel it can help people and I want to help millions and millions of people. So if I can invest in people and they turn around and invest in people, we can together make the world a whole better place than just make daily life a lot better than it is right now. Well, I completely agree with you, which is why I started this podcast. I think when we invest in ourselves, we just overflow automatically and invest in other people. Right. I totally agree. So tell me, how do you and your business invest in other people? Well, we do that by finding what makes them tick, how to bring the greatness out of them, what triggers them, their whys, what they're scared of, how to overcome that. And through my program, I get to know the people on a very deep emotional basis so I can tailor make the program for them and help them become the best them. Because too many times I think people try to just cookie cut programs that some things work for some people, but yet they don't work so great for others. Right. I agree. Okay, Jeff. So tell us about an obstacle that you faced that made you understand that investing in people is something that you wanted to do. Okay. Well, growing up in a domestic violence home at the age of 11, it taught me why one person stays in that relationship and why one person inflicts that violence. So it really got me to look at both sides to see how people tick and why they do what they do. And not necessarily whether it's what right or wrong, but what causes that. That's great awareness. And the thing that's so interesting to me is how many people are in domestic violent homes and grow up and continue the cycle. So you did a great job by deciding to stop it. Thank you. I appreciate that. Yeah, domestic violence causes so many problems. And I think one of the biggest problems that it causes that so many people don't address is the silence that they just let it go on night after night, year after year. And then growing up like that, they think that it's normal. So like you just said, then they repeat the cycle and it's generation after generation after generation. Well, it's a shame, right? I mean, it's all about they're ashamed of what's going on and they don't know how to talk about it because there's a fear that somebody's going to find out. Right. And there's embarrassment and fear and there's just a ton of emotions. So they just sit in silence about it, which is a shame. Yeah, yeah. Uh, My own background, I mean, I didn't have um, necessarily domestic violence as you would see it in the movies. However, I also didn't look at myself as a victim and I fought back. And so it was interesting to, when I got out of it, to really deal with that shame. Like, wow, I could have been telling people and people would be okay. But I think at some point you've seen something, whether it was a movie or you knew somebody who maybe didn't have a great experience about telling like they have a victim shaming. Right. And so you're kind of like, I don't want to do that. So I love how, you know, people like us can really go forward and go, well, we're going to talk about it, whether, whether they do anything about it or not, or whether they shame us or not, because it's not about them. Right. I totally agree with that. And, and which is so important because, you know, and seeing at that age, you can easily just let that bring you to anger, let you repeat the cycle, all those different emotions. But it's a shame that it happened. But I am so glad that I, I'm 
I feel awful that it happened, but I'm so glad that I can pull something positive out of it to try to help both sides, the abused and the abuser, so that it doesn't continue. Mm, I love that. Good for you. Thank you. So what lesson have you learned by investing in other people? Just that it comes back around to you, and I feel that it comes, well, twofold. I feel that it comes back around to you when you need it most and you never saw it coming. And then I feel that you can never go wrong investing in people, whether it's holding a door for them at a gas station, whether it's helping them out if they you know, need to talk or maybe they're just down a little bit and you're there for them. You never know, especially in today's society with social media and the embarrassment and the wanting to fit in. You never know how good somebody's masking their problem. And I feel that the slightest thing that we do for somebody, whether it's opening a door or talking to them, could really give them the confidence and that one moment to come out and actually change somebody's life. So I feel like it's never, ever wasted. Oh, I totally agree. And what I think is so funny is depending on where you live in the world, you know, you open a door for somebody and hold it. They look at you like you're crazy. It it could be also looked at as a gift, like, oh, they held the door open for me. So maybe I should hold my door open for somebody else. Or maybe that put a smile on my face because nobody's used to doing anything for me. Right. And I definitely, and I feel another thing that it does is so many times people are just going through the day being, you know, reactive problem after problem after problem. And when I do hold the door for people, like you see their face, it stops them and it kind of gives them that second to regroup. So I think just back to your question, so many different levels of help can be provided by investing in people doing the slightest, easiest, nicest things for them. Great answer. Great answer. So tell us about a time when you were vulnerable with another person and that actually led you to getting confidence. So many times with that. I'm not scared to be vulnerable to people because I feel like if I can help them, it's not wasted what I went through. And actually it was a lesson instead of just kind of going through it, with, which actually helps me get rid of a lot of the anger from the past, a lot of the insecurity. I feel that when you, you know, are open to people and put your walls down, that healing can happen on both sides. Oh, I totally agree. I used to, <laughs> I used to say I lived in the uh, tower of the castle with the ro- the moat because I had such a huge wall built around me. <laughs> and it's, I mean, it's so easy to do, and it's almost it's almost like we're taught to do that because it's mm. protect yourself because you know it's a rat race. Everybody's out to get you. Everybody wants to be in the spotlight. And I think the strongest people can really, really put their walls down. And I think by doing that, they can change the world faster and they can make so much more of an impact because it's great if you can, you know, you have an amazing talent, but it is almost the talent now to be real and to let your walls down and to be unguarded with the right people. You have to be careful who you do it with. Oh, I totally agree. I, when I went through my healing process, there was a a time where I heard the word vulnerable and I couldn't even pronounce it because it was like so foreign to me. And I really just started noticing with myself, but also like the people around me that they were emotionally unavailable. How do I want to say this? It was very eye opening and scary to me because it was my family. And I grew up in a family where we all just, we all had these walls built up. So there was no communication. There was no sharing or expressing our feelings. It was only anger. Like that was the only feeling that we expressed, but there wasn't really a a conversation or a nurturing conversation or a loving conversation. It was only 
when it was negative. So for me, when I learned that I came from an emotionally available family, I really had to learn how to not be emotionally unavailable and be emotionally available. And by tearing down those walls and by brick by brick, it, it literally every brick is a step out of the comfort zone. Every brick was a step into having confidence or before I didn't have any. I totally, I totally agree with you. I feel like there's such a, a, a gap between like showing emotions where in the fifties and sixties, you know, you had to be strong and quote unquote, not show emotions. And then now fast forward to today, I feel like we don't show our, our emotions, but we have emojis and hashtags to express how we feel, which cannot pinpoint exactly how we feel. So I really feel like a lot of people are missing the boat with letting their walls down and really healing themselves and other people. Wow. And you hit, you hit on a huge topic right there. Emojis and hashtags. Cause you're right. We can be like, Oh, sorry, not sorry. Yeah. <laughs> and not really apologize. Yeah. And it's like, we just do that. And that goes back to the high school mentality. Oh, I just want to fit in. Like I really mm. didn't want to do that. Or I really didn't feel like that, but I don't want to be left out of this group. And I see that so many times on social media and I'm like, do you guys even know what you're saying? Do you know why you're saying it? Do you know what's going on? Like, are you being molded by hashtags? Like, what are you doing? You know, and I really feel just people are not not only connected with each other, but they're just an island away from themselves. Oh, I like that. An island away from themselves. Very true. Very isolating. Yes, they are. So, Jeff, tell us, what would you like to be remembered for? What would be your legacy? My legacy for me being successful in my eyes would be that I made a difference in somebody. To my deepest and most personal core that the kids that are in those homes that are going through the domestic violence, that they see hope and that they know how to get help and speak up and they know how to not. Uh, repeat the curse. And I really feel that if I help people, if I make a difference with people, then that's truly a success in my eyes. I have to agree with you. It, 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 you are a success already. Thank you. So how are you connected to people who that are different from you? Like, how do I connect with them? Or how do I meet them or help them? or All of the above. Mm. Well, I'm a talker. So I meet people <laughs> in the most random places and just really... Back to what we were talking about, about putting walls up. When you talk to people in a checkout line or at the library or just wherever you're going, you tend to get in personal conversations very quickly. So I just listen to people and, you know, where I can help them, I help them and connect with them. So one of the ways is randomly meeting them. Another way is through poetry and the battle rapping that I do. Mm. And I kind of... I kind of do battle rapping towards your emotions because I feel like your emotions a lot of times kick you in the teeth and screw up your day. So what if you positively conquered those emotions through poetry? And I feel music has always been a great teacher. So if we can take that teacher and use it to help us, I feel like that's another way to connect with people of all ages. Wow. I love that. So are you going to spit some lyrics for us? I don't have anything today, but... (laughs) So I owe you a rap. Oh, awesome. Back on the show and I will drop the mic with my rap for you. Uh, That would be awesome. 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 (laughs) I love it. (laughs) Well, and you're right. I mean, music is definitely something that 
whether it's rap or it's classical or it's, it's whatever. I mean, rock, it's literally can reach generation after generation and speak through onto people. So I love that you brought up the music part. Thank you. So speaking of connecting, how can people connect with you? What are your social media platforms? I am on Instagram at Jeff Vulpis, V-U-L-P-I-S. And I am the same on Facebook, except it's Jeffrey, J-E-F-F-E-R-Y, Vulpis, V-U-L-P-I-S. And do you have a website at all? Uh, not right now. It's actually being reconstructed. So you'll have to check out Jeff's Instagram and Facebook to get up the updated version of his website when it comes out. So Jeff, it's uh, time for my last question that I always like to ask people. What phrase, scripture, words, or mantra are you living by right now? Jeremiah twenty nine eleven from the Bible that talks about the God has a future and a hope for you. I really feel like coming from such a quote unquote screwed up and behind the eight ball path that actually as it's been proving right now, it can be taken from that and it can be tools in my toolbox to help prepare myself and other people heading into the future. I love that so much that I actually have a bracelet with that scripture on it. That is awesome. Mm-hmm. Great mind to think alike. Uh, well, totally. This is just the watered down version of our hour long conversation we had a week ago. <laughs> <laughs> so we're definitely going to have to have you on again. I cannot wait to drop the mic for you and be on again. Awesome. Well, thank you for being on the show and thank you for listening to the Power of Investing in People podcast. Our mission is that you will be inspired to invest in yourself and the people around you. Why you may ask, because you are worth it.